Hello, welcome back to the ACSC podcast. Uh, this is season two. Uh, it's been a bit of a long break, not what we wanted to do, but personal lives getting away, obviously me and Adil being a bit personal, but for season two, bringing in a new addition. Adil couldn't join us today, but our new member of the team, Warren, is here and I'll let him introduce himself. Good evening. Um, I'm Warren, um, live in Oxfordshire, in Whitney. Um, I'm 31 and love football. Good. Uh, like you see, you see, probably says a Liverpool fan. I've decided to bring another Liverpool person into the team. Don't know why, because I'm just going to get more, more hate coming my way. Um, as you probably can tell, the predictions. If you watched a few episodes ago, I've decided to put Arsenal fourth this season. Probably in hindsight, shouldn't have done that. Um, we'll sort of talk a bit more about it in detail. But this episode to kick off season two, we just got to sort of run through the Premier League as it has been this season, uh, and we might as well start with Arsenal, considering it's a hot topic and. How bad we've actually been this year so far? <laughs> <laughs> it's that midfield was missing that link of that, like they were saying. I'm sure they said on Sky Sports the other day of your two midfielders are exactly the same. There's, there's not one holding midfield or a playmaker. They're both the same. So, um, yeah, it's one of them. Not the midfield is our key problem, and I think. Partey coming in the summer had a promising start. He's suffered through a few fly injuries, etc. And that's been a big problem. When missing that link next to him as well. And obviously, I think Alwar is still such a hot topic of interest for January. Um, if that comes off, etc. But like I said, I think the midfield is a bit we need to get sorted out. And obviously, with Martinelli coming back now, he's already made an impact in the last two games. Uh, we've always got two results out of it. What I've seen, obviously, I haven't uh, watched Arsenal that much this season, but when I was watching quite a lot of uh, Atletico, uh, Party was literally had free roam of what he was doing. So I don't know if he's doing that at Arsenal or not. Um, his role is really going to be more of the box-to-box man as that deep. Obviously, I think Arteta in the long run wants to go to the 4-3-3, which Pep plays, which would have Partey as that middle anchor, a bit like Fernandinho does, a bit more really like Fabinho does for you guys. Yeah, That's what we want him to come in and do, but when he hasn't got the rest of the players around him, he can't do that yet. Uh, oh, and obviously, look, it's shown this season. Obviously, in hindsight, I should have gone fourth. I thought we was going to have a good season. Um, there's still a chance to turn it. Obviously, the last two results have sort of done us good favors. Gone from a relegation battle to being, I think, two wins off the top six. So there's chances round it, but it's where do we go from here? Like, obviously, I've seen a lot of people say about Arteta should go. Personally, I don't think he should. I don't know from an outsider's point of view what you guys think as that side of things. But what's um, for defensive wise? Obviously, I don't know how Bellerin's done, but it seems like you need a couple more additions at the back. Mm. Tierney seems to be doing well. Tierney, I like. I think I was speaking to some people I know. Tierney is very much reminds me of Robbo for you guys. He's got that yeah. same drive, and that if you look at him down the left side. With Martinelli and Tierney down that left bank, that's our most deadliest position. Bellerin is a tough one. I like him as a sort of like a legend for the club. He's been here for years now, but he's not good. <laughs> he, he simply isn't good enough to do what we want him to do. Um, no. Gabriel next to him. I, I like Gabriel. Obviously, I think he's one player of the month for us every month because he's the only player that's actually done anything worthy of the bank. Um, but you need someone next to him. I think it's you're only as good as your centre half. And I think for you guys this season, without Van Dyke, it's shown massively. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Um, 
I think that's the sort we can sort of say about that's Arsenal. And I think there's one thing you can sort of link it in where we're saying about Van Dijk, you guys. Some of the results this season in the Premier League is incredible. Like you guys losing to Villa 7 2 has got to be up there with one of the most shocking results in the Premier League. It was brilliant. One of the worst days of my life. <laughs> it was a, a real fun day. Obviously, Adil's not here to get involved in this one, which would have been quite funny because both Liverpool fans, I would have enjoyed that moment. But um, like I said, that Villa 7 2, I think. You sort of sum it up. There's so many teams this season that can do things. Villa are up there this season. You've got Southampton, Everton. I think they're third, I believe, at the moment. Was second. Yeah. There's so many teams that are to call the Premier League this year. It's just too much. Wow. It just seems the littler teams seem to be doing everything. I don't know if it's the top teams just not performing to what they should be, or it's just the uh, lower teams are just getting better for this season. Yeah. I think, as much as we had to say, the pandemic does take its toll. Obviously, there's no fans in the ground, which has its own dynamic coming into it. Um, And I don't know how much of an impact that has on players at these big clubs, but it's shown this season that you guys, I think you guys thrive on having Anfield fully packed. It's like it's saying, obviously, it's always our 12th man. Exactly. And I think you're noticing that the teams like that, there's not that fear element anymore. Teams are coming to you guys with an open opportunity to see it as their game. They haven't got them fans back in you guys. So it shows, obviously, I think the results we talked about was the Villa one. I think United losing 6-0 to Spurs uh, and now United are second in the league. So it just goes to show how tight it is this year. Um, I think sort of, sort of doing everything is players who haven't hit the ground running as such since they're coming. I think you mentioned Bale uh, was an interesting yeah. Um, Bale coming in back from Real Madrid I think everyone thought he was going to be this monster that he was um, and I think me and Adil sort of discussed it a little bit before we had our little break was that he's not that player anymore Oh nowhere near, no it's just, is it obviously his injuries and they're not getting selected is it his confidence or obviously or his body just getting older but I don't know I don't even if know if Mourinho likes him that much or not I think it shows because he barely even starts him, does he, in the Premier League? I know he gets games in the Europa League, but yeah. he's not this player that can run the wing like he's one of his, probably one of his famous goals was the one against Barcelona where he freaking ran round... Uh, was it Roberto? Well, you got the Inter one, he was the Barcelona one in the Copa del Rey when he outran the side. and then He isn't that player anymore. He, he hasn't got that ability. He hasn't got the legs to do it. I think we're forgetting is he hasn't really played football a lot for the last two, three years. He was on the bench a lot. Of, that takes time to come in. Um, I don't know. There's a few other players you can mention. I'm trying to think of any you can really say from you guys. I don't know. I think going the other way, players who have hit the ground running, Diego Yotta for you guys. <laughs> Been phenomenal. Um, and I think there's players like that. No one expected him to get into your lineup and start the way he has. He was always a, a flair player, but the thing, it was quite of a, a quite a weird one because obviously when he was at Wolves, he was hit or not hit and miss, but he was sometimes a substitute or he was starting. You never knew if he was going uh, to be on the bench or not. I think he was one of the ways that he got overshadowed a bit by the likes of Jimenez and Podence, etc. And they're like he wasn't really the star man of their lineup and. He's done a job for you guys, and like, I think for a while there was a lot of talk about Bobby being dropped for him. Yeah. Um, Which 
it's hard to say. It's just like I, I, you're going to say now with every Liverpool fan, they're always going to say Bobby Firmino because it's just like it's the work he does that no one sees of yeah. linking Salah and Mane all the time. But then uh, Jota's been doing exactly the same and putting goals to it. Unfortunately, uh, Bobby's been having a bit of a drought. I know he scored a couple last couple of games and that, but it just hasn't been happening for him for goal-wise. I think, like you said, there is the element that a lot of people don't underestimate what he can actually do. He is the link between Salah and Mane to let them do what they do. Uh, yeah. You know, it's such an like you can obviously bring in the likes of Haaland, etc., which has been linked, but I don't know if you'll be good as good going forward with someone like him playing there instead of Bobby. We've never... Wow, probably last big man was probably Crouch. Mm. Yeah. And he... <laughs> was Andy Carroll after? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, and who was the other one? Now, that boring him, but he was awful. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, it's your dynamic work, so it's almost like a 4 through 3 false nine, having that yeah. set type role, which I think it works well for you guys. And obviously... A lot of rumours to the likes of Salah that's not happy, etc. I don't know how true that is. I don't know if that's just... I think that's just hearsay. Uh, uh, wow, well, he seems happy enough. I think I, I did put it on Twitter the other day because someone did mention about him, apparently rumours that he wasn't happy. But he's like Klopp's got to do at the moment. Unfortunately, he's got to protect all his players he, as, as much as he can by taking them off early if he has to. So they don't get injured because obviously you you've seen the injury list of what we've had this season. It's on <laughs> belief. Like just I don't, it, it amazes me the amount of injury you guys have because we went through something similar a few seasons ago where literally every game one of our players was getting injured and it's we tried to bring in so many medical staff to try and counteract this. But I just I just think it's down to bad timing half the time. Like saying is you've got to protect them players. I think yeah. we're in a similar situation with Bamiang. Aubameyang hasn't been firing, but is that due to the fact that he's had to play probably 60, 70 games in the last year because we've had no one to cover for him? He needs to be striker, he does, instead of left wing. Well, see, we, we played him up front last night. Martinelli took that wide spot. And it is, to me, he just looks tired. He hasn't got enough in the legs. He needs a good three, four game break. Just... How long has he been there for now? What was that? How long has he been at Arsenal now for? Because uh, I brought him in January, didn't we? So I think it's this is his third season with us. Yeah, because when he was at Dortmund, you see him just that pure pace of it being dinked over the defence. Yeah. Or he's got the ball, he, he's just absolutely bombed it. Yeah, and I think going forward, I think he will play up front. It'll be him. And I think the middle three we're playing at the moment is strong with Martinelli on the left, Saka's probably playing on the right a little bit and then you've got Smith-Rowe who I don't think Smith-Rowe is the best footballer ever but he's a workhorse he's running up and down that pitch providing that ability to allow the likes of Saka and to do what they yeah. want um, I think this season Saka has been even better than he was last year he's just I did, I did see him last night absolutely bobbing down that wing like he's cool. he is gonna I thought, um, Worried that I don't think we'll be able to keep him for much longer. If we don't up our game, he'll move on to probably you guys or City or something like that because he has got so much to be special. Probably Dortmund. <sighs> they, they like the old English. They do, but they like 
bringing up players better, he's already at a level I can see him fitting into a world-class side. Yeah. Like you look at Dortmund, they create players like Sancho got created. They've got Bellingham now to create. Um, like Sancho, you mentioned it there, like his room would be you guys. But I was speaking to Adil the other day and I was sort of saying, would you take him at the moment? This year, I don't think he's actually scored a goal in the Bundesliga. Um, I've looked at Dortmund and they have been absolutely well, even stats wise, it looks like they're all over the team. Yeah. And then one uh, one click and they're one nil down. Yeah. I think one game they lost six two yeah. against Guard or something yeah. like that it was. Uh it's like saying is this is the thing where one year a player literally looks like he's a blonde like everyone raised about Sancho, we all know how good he can be. But this is the thing where you probably took about 30, 40 million off his price tag in half a season. Easily, yeah. And this is the difference, I think, between you guys. And I don't know if you'll go for him as a replacement for Salah. I've, uh, the thing is, if Salah does go, it's obviously going to be massive money. But I don't know who, who we'd go, who, where he'd go. Unless Madrid, but then who's their right wing for that? Well, they don't really have a oh, they'd be Rodrigo or that. It would be well. I think we've had this discussion many times in these episodes. I think you were an avid fan before, so you've seen I'm talking about it. So you see Sancho. I can't see him going back to City due to the fact that he left him in the first place. I think that relationship's gone. Obviously, United was touted massively in the summer. They become very close, but I don't think United's the right move for him. No. Um. <laughs> Well, obviously, obviously, you're just going to put Greenwood on the bench then, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, I think the play, like we're talking about clubs like these, United, I think, will get uh, Grealish, who I think has even stepped his game up even more this year. Um, without Villa, without having Grealish, I don't think they'll be doing half as good as they are because he is that main creator for them. He's, he, without Grealish, he's, well, I'd probably put him on, the, obviously, not the quality, but leadership when it comes to like a Hendo yeah. or a Gerard that he's so vocal yeah and obviously it was good to see him in an English show at last uh, recently obviously the games he had in the friendly he was brilliant he was the best player he's, he to me is a shoe in for the England yeah um, there's many more we can keep going on about these players I think we'll probably do an episode where we'll talk about five of our favourite players this season but I did want to ask a question obviously Adil would be like and we'll get his ones tweeting and I'll add them in somewhere on the screen. But we're going to do a top four prediction each of who we think will finish in the top four from the games. I've not got the best track record of this, so let's be honest, Arsenal are not going to be in my top four predictions this time. But we'll start with you, fourth. Who do you think? Fourth? Yeah. Probably Chelsea. Okay. And any reasons why? Uh, they've obviously had a couple of bad results recently, but I think they've got a strengthened squad to, uh, to start pushing again. I don't think they'll go for the title. Nowhere near it. No. They're not good enough. Obviously, at the moment, they're sick from the league. Uh, yeah. I think I've, I've seen a lot of things talking about Chelsea and Lampard and why he's not really under any pressure. And obviously, I can understand the English side of it. But Arteta has got a lot of stick himself recently, being a manager at the same level and we're only six points off them. Obviously, we beat him three-one. Is it unfair for Arteta to be getting as much stick as he has? Where Lampard spent how much in the summer? A hundred. It's always going to come down to money, isn't it? 
obviously there's Arteta, he can only do with what he's been given and obviously you know how tight your uh, owners are well shareholders yeah and this is the thing to me is Arteta's been getting all this stick which don't get me wrong some of it is deserved but like you said he's working with what he's got and he's getting the best out of it at the moment Lampard yeah. brought in arguably one of the best strikers in the world in Werner doing nothing this year Havertz hasn't done anything. I've raved about him enough. I think he's he could be one of the top three players in the world. He still was. He's like 23, something like that. Exactly. And you look at the only good player or player that's playing for him is their keeper, Mendy. I don't, I, I, I don't, uh, wow, I don't mind Thiago Silva this season, to be honest. He's done quite well, it was about to be fair to him, yeah. Back, back four, to be honest. Yeah. But this is the thing, is that's critics, but, um, I think I'm going to go with Everton to come fourth. I think they're going to get in there. Didn't think about them, actually. Um, currently fourth in the league at the moment, but I think with Ancelotti as your manager, arguably probably one of the most credited, mm. I can't remember, acclaimed managers in the world. Yeah. I would take him at Arsenal any day of the week. He's got Calvert-Lewin firing, like he's looking Kane V2 now. <laughs> um, you got... Obviously, James Rodriguez, I think, has been injured for a while, but when he was in the squad, he looked incredible. Was good. They've got a lot down there, um, but it all comes down to, I think, their back line as well. It's not the best. Uh, and obviously, Jordan Pickford really isn't that good as a keeper anymore. Um, Should have had two red cards this season. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I think they've got enough in them. I think they'll get it done, and I think they'll come fourth this season. So, your third position this year? It's got to be out of Man United or Man City. Well, Man City are currently eighth, which is quite interesting. Their pick-up. Uh, I'm going to go Man City. Go Man City? Yeah, okay. just because of the points at the moment. Okay. I think I will go the same with you. I think Man City will come third this year. They've not had the best year, and I think... Another player, manager, who hasn't got any criticism is Pep this year. For City, what they are, to be eighth in the league is... It's that, that injury, isn't it, with Z, uh, Jesus and Alguero. They haven't had that striker no. to keep banging goals in for them. No, but with the squad they have, they could easily move Sterling into that middle role. They've got so many options. Uh, and obviously, he has played Sterling as a striker before, and it's worked. They've been doing Thurin Torres, haven't they, up front? In the middle, yeah. But I think, like you said, with the squad depth they've got, they will come through, I think, and they'll get through. Yeah. Uh, On to your second place this year. <laughs> I hate to say it, it's got to be Man United. <laughs> <Right. laughs> it's like last night, you look at it, 93rd minute. Back to Fergie time, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> I said said it quite a few years ago now. I wanted that Bruno, uh, Bruno Fernandez at Liverpool when uh, when they were on strike. Liverpool could have got him on free because of yeah, yeah. fans throwing cans at him. Yeah. Um, as much as I said, I think it's a tough one for me between Leicester and United. I think Leicester with Brendan Rodgers do have a lot of potential. Um. But I am going to go Man United, just like you said there. Sort of like I was saying about the Fergie time thing. Yeah. I don't think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the best manager. But what he's brought is that unity back to United. That depth of them. You looked at them, they're all the team. They're a strength in the unit. 
under Bruno Fernandes, I think he's probably the best player in the Premier League this season already. He is... It just seems like Man United could not be playing well, but then he, Bruno Fernandes just come out of nowhere and it bags, I think. I know a lot of people say about his penalties, etc., but he, what he can do on the ball and he's... I think that was a bit of summed up is when they scored and they were all celebrating. He was like, no, let's go. Let's get back. That's that determination in him. He doesn't want just one. Exactly the same at Lisbon he was. He was just a workhorse there. And I think that's what with him in there, they've got something special building there. And if they can bring the likes of Sancho in except around him, I don't think they'll be far off challenging for the top. Yeah. If they can potentially, if they do let Solskjaer go for someone else, like Pochettino or something like that, but I think he's very close to going PSG now. Um, it could be interesting. And I guess there's no surprise that you're going to put us first. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm quite surprised with the situation we've had at injuries. And obviously, like the result last week, we're still doing all right. And obviously, we've still got points ahead uh, with a game in hand. So we could, I think we can put it to four points clear. Well, I have just seen come up on my phone that Tottenham versus Fulham is postponed tonight now. Uh, so we're recording <laughs> this on the Wednesday. Uh, that's actually been postponed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously, I think Tottenham's interesting. We haven't really spoke about them. They're nowhere near the top four, but... Hit and miss, they are. Go back two weeks ago, if we recorded this then, we would have been saying they were a shoo-in for the top four. Uh, yeah. But they played, like I think we've spoke about it privately, etc. the most boring football, which is Mourinho's way. They literally stick eight men behind the ball and hope for the best. And don't get me wrong. They did. And I'll give you got the result done. They nearly got the job done. Yeah. But it, it's one of them, I think, what's in there. I think oh, I agree with you there, Liverpool. I think, again, this season we'll get your title. I can't see any result. And like you said, the injuries you've had. No Van Dijk is a massive blow. Is it next year he's back? Will it be, or is it this season? I'm pretty sure he's light training at the moment. Okay. Um, but like I said, it's, you lost arguably the best centre-back in the world and you still come out strong a bit. It's... Yeah. It's lucky we got Fabinho, to be honest, because he's been brilliant. Well, he can play pretty much centre-half anyway. I think that's what he started out with. I can't believe it. At the start of his career, he was at Real Madrid as a right-back for yeah. how tall he is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of them. I think like I said, is. I will throw one more little twist in there. Who do you think will go down this season? Uh, Fulham's got to be one. Sheffield United are a shoo-in to go down. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised. I am so surprised considering last season how strong they were. And they were near the Europe, weren't they, last year? Yeah, and I think I think, I think me and uh, Adil gave Chris Wilder a lot of praise last year for what he'd done. But this year, I just I don't know what's gone on there. I don't know if it's... Either have they? No, and I don't know if it's people have worked out how to play against them because they did bring a new system to the Premier League. But you got to have more than one trick in the Premier League, and yeah, he hasn't, uh, and it's a shame. But I think obviously at the moment they're rock bottom with two points. At the moment they're on the course to break the freaking record derby I set. I think in two thousand seven. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. I think they'll be gone. Like you're saying there, West Brom, it's, it's tight down there. Um, we're probably in that battle at times at the moment, which isn't good. But I don't understand. Like last night, 
one all against West Brom Liverpool, Leeds five yeah. 0 against West Brom. Yeah, it's <laughs> the thing is that like this season you can't call like you, there is no way you can put a bet on any game this year with confidence. It's probably the most exciting season I've seen in a long time, just because anyone can do anything, and it makes it for the neutral a good season and interesting. It's just so close. Uh, and I think like we've we've all wanted that for so long. A close season because obviously you ran away with it massively last year. City yeah. City ran away with it, not last in the season before that, obviously you come very close to them, but it just makes it a lot more better than neutral to watch. Um and I can't really say Arsenal will be there anytime soon because I know it's not gonna happen. <laughs> but it's gonna be investment for you lot. Majorly, massively, and I think the time will come. But there's a lot of teams around it. I think obviously Spurs are not too far off. Everton, if they keep it going the way they are, they've got rich owners now. Uh, if they keep investing, that I think they'll be a team for the future. Leicester, obviously, they've just built a massive new training complex, uh, so it shows they're going in the right direction of actually wanting to stay at the top. Uh, United, obviously, coming back again. There's so many teams that can make this an interesting for the next five, ten years. Very true. Okay, well, I think that's a bit of a nice episode for season one. Uh, obviously, Warren is now going to be joining us, so feel free to hit him up. I think his uh, Instagram and etc. will be on the page as well. I don't know what we're going to do for episode two just yet, but hopefully a deal will be joining us to have the free. Um, but this episode will be out on the Friday and then back to usual. Try to do every Friday. If not, it'll be bi-weekly episodes coming Friday on 6pm. Uh, So for this week, thank you very much and we'll see you guys next time.